calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Ohayo gozaimasu, and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Now, are you wondering why I introduced the podcast in Japanese? I, so it was Japanese, I didn't I even know that. I thought that was potentially that was a seizure, I was concerned. No, 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 that's that's a good morning in Japanese. Is it? Say yes, it again? it is. Ohayo gozaimasu. Say it backwards. <laughs> Ivanet Niaj. You sound like the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> Some reason I want to join the Navy all of a sudden. What's going well, on? First off, introductions. I'm Roy Powers. Hopefully you should know me by now. To my left, I'm joined by Dale he's, Driver. He's joined by Dale Driver, yes. I'm gonna Get all the D's in there. As many D's as you can. A twig and a dot. Um, and to my right is Alicia. Hello. Yeah, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Like, good. I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot of Japanese in this podcast, which is making me really excited. That was my full extent, actually. That's all I know. Oh, is that really? No, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> but the reason that we started off the podcast in Japanese is because the first thing that we're going to be talking about today is Neo. Neo. So this is, I guess, like the biggest game that's come out recently. Um, I've played a ton of it, like mm. a worrying amount of this game, <laughs> from like early builds that they had at, at PSX and you know demos that we've gone to play, right up until uh, we managed to get the game about a week ago when I've been mm. like binging it at any opportunity that I have available. Well, you've, um, been, you've been doing some really good videos for us. Like you did the 16, was it 16 ways not to die in 16 Neo. 16 tips on how not to die in Neo, um, which is just experience that I have learned <laughs> from dying a Don't ton do in what Neo. I did. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do not follow in my footsteps, dear player. Which is, it's kind of funny because it ranges from all these really useful tips like uh, selling items and armor weight and, you know, how to micromanage your characters to just don't go in the water. You can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny, I was listening to uh, Beyond this morning and uh, Brian uh, was talking about watching that video and he was like, the most helpful tip was, you can't swim. And he's like, before I watched that video, yeah. I like I tried to go in the water and I drowned immediately. And he's like, if I'd seen that first, I wouldn't <laughs> have gone into the, yeah. into the water. You live and learn. So if you know, if you know uh, me and uh, what me and Gavin Dan do, our Prepare to Try series, where we play through Resident Evil, mm-hmm. uh, not Resident Evil, um, Dark Souls. We did Resident Evil as well. Yeah. Like, Neo is a lot like Dark Souls. Mm. Mm. There's a lot of ways in which it is different, but at its heart, 
it is still very much Dark Souls. And I've had a couple of people message me and they, they're interested in the game, but because of the, like, the small differences be, it being set in like, the real world in Japan, right. um, there's more cutscenes. The narrative just isn't just implied. They don't know if they'd be... I don't know, they'd enjoy the game as much as they enjoy Dark Souls. Okay. I'm telling you, you will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that you will absolutely enjoy it as much as Dark Souls. Well, I can gather that these, these differences are, are like minor things, but the actual core mechanics and the idea and premise of the game is very Dark Souls-like. Right. right. Well, yeah, so a lot of the mechanics are very similar in the sense that you have, you have shrines that are essentially bonfires. Yep. You have your Amarita, which is basically your souls. Sounds like Amaretto. Just um, like, <laughs> you have your Amaretto. Like you have your Amaretto for your cocktail. <laughs> You're a pissed up samurai <laughs> going out revenge. Um, so a lot of those like key mechanics are there, and that's enough that when you start Neo you're quite familiar with how it's going to play out. Sure. When you meet an enemy, yeah. you're not going to just bolt in there. You have to watch him. You have to back off. Lots of rolling as well. Stamina management. Parrying? Parrying. You can actually, as far as I know, I haven't done any parrying yet. <gasps> I mean, so in that sense, it is, film, it is similar to Dark Souls. <laughs> Power's not allowed to parry. Yeah. Powers can parry if he wants, if he chooses to parry, <laughs> if he chooses. Um, but there are also a lot of differences, especially in the combat, which I think make the combat in Neo actually even better than Dark Souls. Mm. So with Dark Souls, you have a whole range of different weapons. You know, you have like, um, well, you have halberds, you have bows, you have swords, you have like, you have everything basically that yeah. you could want. But the ways in which you can use those items are limited to an extent. So you have basically heavy swings, you have, you know, quick swings, mm. then you've got like sweeping ones, you have different kind of combinations of what you can do with those. But at its heart, those are all the variations that you're going to have with those yeah. weapons. Whereas in Neo, the fighting mechanic works in stances. So you can have a katana, but with that katana, maybe there's, you know, three different ways you can attack. And then within those three different ways, you can attack with three, within three different stances. Oh my goodness. So you have like your low stance, which is very quick. And then obviously when your low stance all of those attacks are going to have different variants. Yeah. And then when you have like your mid, different variants in that, and then your uh, high stance, which is different variants, and that's very slow, powerful attacks. That seems like a lot to remember. It's like a Street ton Fire. to remember. This game is so complex that they basically, you have to toggle buttons uh, in your fight so that you can see all your quick use items because they don't fit into oh like gosh. the one wheel. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So it's in Dark Souls, you have like your Estus down below yeah. and then maybe like your sword, your shield and whatever it is. In yeah. Neo, you have a whole nother wheel. So you have to like toggle and you can use other items. Wheels within wheels. Yeah, and then mid fight, you know, because you can swap items really, or weapons really quickly, mm. you might have a low stance sword, then roll around him and then swap to a heavy item and a spear, like while you're spinning and then jab them in the back. It's just, it's a very complex fighting system. But when you nail it, it is the best feeling in the world. Like you feel like you're yeah. just Neo in, like at the start <laughs> of the second. Neo. You're Neo, yeah. Neo from Matrix the Matrix, movie. Neo in yeah. Neo. Oh yeah. yeah, Neo in Neo. Neo. I didn't even mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly like, what it's like. I was like a bit confused. I was like, you're Neo, you want the game. It's like, you know, cause you know how in the, in the first one, the agents like can't be killed, no one can kill them. Right. And then in the start of the second one, like three of them show up and he just beats them to the ground. Have we just unlocked the reason why they called the game that name? I mean, 
He's in a simulation. It's not yes, real. Yes, it's not real. You're going to get to the end of the game and this guy's going to come out with sunglasses. You said it was in the real world. You lied to me. I'm an agent. I'm back to they that planted call. me here. <laughs> I've got like a wire going back into my ear. So I would say like, yeah, if you enjoy Dark Souls, you're definitely going to enjoy this game. Like mm. our, uh, the person who reviewed it for us, her name is Chloe and mm. she also did Dark Souls 3 for us. She's a huge fan of that series. Mm. She gave the game a 9.6. That's, That's incredible for here's, a new IP as well. Here's an idea. I've never played a Dark Souls game. Yeah. Could I play Neo and get to grips with it quite quickly? I'm going to say yes. Right. And I think, I don't know if you're going to get to grips with it quickly, but the way in which the game played, I think, is a bit more, it's a bit of an easier entry point. Mm. Okay. Because the, basically the team that made Neo, they're called uh, Team Ninja. Right. And they also had another uh, series called uh, Ninja, Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden. Yeah. So I don't, have you guys ever played Ninja mm -hmm. Gaiden before? I've played Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. So this is basically Ninja Gaiden meets Dark Souls. Right. So the comp, like you can die very quickly, similar to Ninja Gaiden, yeah. but it's also got that pacing, that speed, you know, there's a lot of like quick combat. Okay. Mm. Whereas in Dark Souls, a lot of the time it's shield up, circling yeah. around, yeah. a roll, take a hit, back off. Neo can be very quick and yeah. impulsive and running from one area to the next. Okay. So it, it does have that like, that really addictive combat system. And then, you know, loot, when you kill someone, shiny loot like rains oh, out of them and that. you're just like picking it all now up. Now you're talking about that. It feels, it oh, like it feels great. Cause also with Dark Souls, there's a lot of items that you get where necessarily, if you get like a set of armor mm -hmm. and you don't want to use it, you're probably just going to hang on to it. Yeah. You're not, you're just going to leave it in your inventory. Yeah. Whereas Neo really tries to reward selling your items. Yeah. So if you sell your items in Neo, not only do you get like more souls than you would in Dark Souls. But it'll also reward you with by giving you like extra health and extra items. Okay. Like just randomly if you you sell items back to the shop. That's cool. So it's like a big it feels it feels so good going to a store with like fifty uh like different sets of armor yeah. and just going like boom sell, boom sell, boom sell, boom sell. And then yeah, you ended up just like fine. you just see the money pouring in oh God, and that's like me in every RPG. <laughs> so good. And then when you leave you've got like only the essentials. You've got like yeah. a really nice. tight like items box. Just just nice. feels fantastic. Super light. Yeah. I'm really interested in the world because it's this really weird mix. Dark Souls is so fantasy. It's crazy. You've got like rotted great wood trees and all these crazy yeah. monsters. Whereas this is set in 1600s Japan in the Sengoku period. Okay. And like William was a real fictional well, he's a real, <laughs> His real fictional. William. Well, he's called yeah. he's called William, the main guy, and he was so a real not life Japanese, sailor. So. No, okay. always. It's really funny, actually. Well, do I'll you want to yeah. know this? So I yeah. literally, I did some proper hardcore research. Wikipedia is good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> According to Wikipedia, let it never be said that as a journalist, I do not engage in scholarly research. <laughs> William Adams was an English navigator who, in 1600, was the first of his nation to reach Japan. One of the few survivors from a five ship expedition. Adam settled there and became the first ever and one of the very few Western samurai. So this Ooh. guy is a real person. He was an English explorer who went over to Japan, became a samurai. And it's like, I guess that's that's who you play in the game. Yeah. But real life William, uh, apparently he became a key advisor to the Shogun, who's kind of like the name of Japan's military dictator. And he constructed the first Western style ships in the country and then became key to approving Japan's establishment of trading factories with the Netherlands and England. I think that would make a really dull video game, so I can understand <laughs> why they've added... Definitely made a dull anecdote. <laughs> 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 boom, 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 burned. No, but I think it's really interesting how they've taken this real-life character yeah. from this, like, 
five, four hundred years ago mm. and then kind of created this really weird world that's both real, rooted in reality, but they've put really high fantasy elements in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested in the world and the story. Yeah, like the, like blending reality and fantasy, like that's the grounds for a lot of like Japanese entertainment and a lot of the like creative films as well. So like Neo, actually the original plot um, for the game was based on an unfinished Akira Kurosawa film, like a script that, that had never been made before. So he made like Seven Samurai. He's like right. one of the most famous yeah, yeah. Japanese directors of all time. Um, but unfortunately that wasn't working. And that was kind of based around this, this person, William, coming to Japan as well. So basically when they decided that that wasn't gonna work, they wanted to move the game in a new direction but keep William because they love the idea of like a Westerner coming over to Japan. Yeah, because it is that's a cool idea for a film, hey. like having this fish out of water. Tom Cruise, <clears throat> Last Samurai. Hello. Just gonna say that that should be the DLC. We've got the first Samurai in William, and I want the last Samurai, last Tom Cruise DLC. <laughs> Bring it to me. <laughs> but it's funny because in in Chloe's review, she talked about like the story, and you know, Dark Souls can take itself very very seriously sometimes, whereas Neo. There's a lot of humor in seeing this guy not really like be so blown away by all this weird culture that he's not okay. used to. Because one clip that she showed in the video, which was, um, I, it's like William talking with like a higher up in, in whatever the feudal Japan area that he's in. And William as well is, is Irish. So at one point oh he God. like he like leans over to the samurai and he goes, "Are you seriously gonna listen to this pretentious prick?" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "This sounds great." That's amazing. Yeah. And there's like there's a clip where they're all like drinking and like having sake and stuff. And William's basically on a revenge mission. He's come to Japan to hunt down someone he has to kill. Right. So everyone's like drinking and stuff, and he's just sitting there going, "I don't have time for this." It's, like, <laughs> oh my God. it's really cool. Like it's just an interesting thing, especially because like I don't know of a lot of video games with like lead Irish protagonists yeah. as well. He doesn't yeah, look true. Irish. No. He doesn't I think that's very much based on like the, the blonde haired blue eyed westerner like right, that sort yeah, of stereotype okay, yeah. you know because all the pictures and art I've seen from that game I, what I does assume... look Irish yeah, Dale just, should he have a potato in his hand what? Hey, man, they were your words <laughs> not mine <laughs> and it's okay for you to say it's, oh. it's fine it's fine <laughs> It's fine. Lizzie just got a look of offence. No, no, I want to be offended for you, Rory. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Doesn't bother me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm Northern Ireland, so that's, that's fine with me. Yep. We even, have even probably, worse connotations. We should probably just move on. Yeah. <laughs> Neo, Neo yeah. is good, I think, was yes. the resolution. Neo's great. If you want what did we give it on site? 9.6. That's like for a new IP as well, that's really, yeah, really high. Yeah, I think I have to check this out then. And I, it absolutely mm. deserves it. Like, as I said, I think that's, that's like to round off the whole piece. If you like Dark Souls, I almost guarantee that you're gonna like Neo. So I would yeah. recommend picking it up. Cool. Definitely. Excellent. Uh, you guys have been playing a game as well mm. that I haven't had a chance to play yet. You haven't even played the main game yet, have no, you? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so good. Because we had limited copies going around and also, I'm scared of zombies. So we're talking uh, about Resident <laughs> Evil 7, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. to clarify. Exactly. Uh, but this week, uh, well actually it came out last week, was the Band Footage Volume 1, which was really fast DLC. Yeah suspiciously fast perhaps but we'll, we'll skip past that and uh, with this DLC there was three parts there yeah. was a survival wave mode what was that called nightmare I believe there was a mode called Ether Must Die which is like a sort of spin off of the main game but it's about extreme survival you got random weapon drops and stuff like that they're both fine what I liked the most about this DLC was something called Bedroom 
And I bet you. how do we explain Ooh, bedroom? Like, <laughs> should I make like, like bum, check, bum, bum, <laughs> no, It's definitely not that sort kind of bedroom. It's not even the ultimate puzzle. So I played this at my desk the other week as soon as it came out because I'm a huge Resi fan and I couldn't wait for it. And I loved it so much that yesterday, or was it the day before, I forced Alicia to play it with me for a Let's Play. Mm. And hopefully that video should either, I think it'll be going up a day or two after this podcast does, so you can check it out yourself. But well, Alicia, you with- are, along with Gav, infamously... Frightenable. You you are frightenable. Is that a word? I feel like that's a word, right? Frightenable. Frightenable. Scaredy cat. Scaredy cat. Infamously a scaredy cat. That sounds kind of more rude than I intended. Yeah, it, it intended yeah. What you say? No, I am. I I yeah. will take this moniker and own it. I I really saying that I played through Resident Evil Seven mm-hmm. and absolutely loved it. I just had to play it with like my door shut and then like a duvet over my head because my housemates were literally just like this that is sounds weird. worse. This is ridiculous. No, because I had to soundproof myself because they just I'd be sat there and something would jump out and like something would fall from the ceiling and I'd just scream so and like screaming in isolation with a duvet. I mean, one day, I one you're day. like, I was so scared, so I just had to turn off all the lights. <laughs> all communication from the outside world. Exactly. No, but you don't like, know. It's like one day, someone's going to break into my bedroom while like, other people are in the house and I'm going to scream like, oh my gosh, intruder, and no one's going to come running because I just thought, oh, this is playing oh. Resident Evil again. Yeah, Alicia, Girl who cried zombie. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Zombie would have worked zombies. much better. <laughs> <laughs> There's you, no wolves you, in this game. Do you have like uh, like something that you do when you're scared to play video games? Like oh, little, I'm going like, to sound like touches. such a macho twat right now, but you, you I don't just don't respond. get scared. Oh, shut up. You should, no, no. If you want to see Dale scared, you should watch the playthrough we did of Emily Wants to Play, where we fell down into the basement and something comes running at the screen. And the, the most terrified I've ever seen Dale <laughs> but in I our entire Dale friendship is just him going... Oh, you want me? <laughs> <laughs> it's me with a big smile on my face, but I, I can assure you I was petrified at that moment. But that, that was more of a shock scare. Like Resident Evil 7, um, I love that game, but I didn't really particularly find it that scary. Like yeah. I think the first couple of hours are extremely that- tense and panicky. But there's not really, it's not like jump scares. I would say that's scary. I would say that's scary. It's not jump scary. I'm a a weirdo that doesn't like, you know. I I can take myself out of the situation very easily and not be scared by these things. You've you've played uh, like Resident Evil 4, for example. I've played all of Resident Evil. So do you think, were you scared at the part with the regenerators? You know, like the. Um, Only if they come up behind me. Like the breathing, you know, that that didn't. Not really. Um, Jump scares obviously work. Yeah. Like they work with everybody. But uh, so I had one, actually, I got scared at my desk. A little bit the other week when I was playing Resi, I was capturing some stuff for work. So I didn't have my headphones on. I was just playing through it as fast as I could. And there's these creatures called the Molded in it. And mm. normally when you've got headphones on, you can hear them come in. You can detect a lot of yeah. the 3D audio whereabouts they are. But I didn't have my headphones on. I just turned around. There was one in front of my face. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you <laughs> <laughs> It made me jump. But the, so it can happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just uh, atmospheres and that I don't tend to find that scary, really. Right. Remember when we went to do that Conjuring live experience thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was oh, that... God. <clears throat> Sorry, there was that woman dressed up as the nun, like standing next to me. And you can see on the video, I just turned around and we're like, oh, yeah, just start laughing yeah. in oh. her face. So, it, it, yeah, I'm not that uh. kind of person. But I don't think the bedroom is particularly like scary necessarily. So where's, where's the appeal then? In it? Is it the puzzles? So it- the coolest thing about bedroom is it's 
very much like a companion piece to Resident Evil 7 as in it's not really like the game it's got the same sort of mechanics yeah. but you're not shooting guns or anything like that it's purely a puzzle so it's an escape the room basically think of okay. any escape the room you've ever done you're in Marguerite's locked you in a bedroom you're playing a guy who is from the demo called Clancy who's the cameraman mm-hmm. and you're tied on the bed and Marguerite brings you food you get to interact with her a little bit then she leaves the room and she says I'll be back later and that's it. Basically, then you've got to work out how to get out of this room using all the environmental objects around yeah. you. Mm. And there's also this element of certain objects will trigger noises, which triggers her to come back to the room. And she's got this mechanic where when she comes back to the room, she's going to inspect the room when you get back. Oh, she'll, so, she'll notice if something's yeah. different. So if you've moved it and there's a lot of things to move, if you've moved anything and not put it back in place, horrible. she'll notice. So and then horrible. that'll engage in different scenarios. And you can die in this escape room like yeah. many different ways. I've tried it a lot of different ways. There's tons of ways that if you do the wrong thing at the wrong time, she'll end up killing you. Oh, she kills you. Yeah, I was yeah, like, what, you like yeah. stub your toe? Or? No, no, she'll kill you. Like even down to, I don't want to spoil it, so I won't go into the ending of it too much, but... Even down to the bits at the end where you think you've got nailed, there's something you can do that still makes you die at the last second. Um, Like Alicia just played it for the first time as well. What did you think of it? I really, really liked it. Like really liked it. I mean, I'm not massively brilliant at puzzle games that you had to, I mean you watch a video to see how transparent that truly is but, like, but it's because it's because under under pressure like it genuine I found it scary like mm. I found it really really tense even though there's no massive jump scares no. like and when I'm under pressure or, or scared I get like basically where your brain goes like white noise yeah. and so then you're trying to like solve all these puzzles but you're just like genuinely it made me lose my mind slightly absolutely it um, did <laughs> Just, just watch ridiculous. a video to prove that. There's one bit when... Oh, it's so oh, What can I say that's not spoilery? That spoilery. That, oh, there's a bit when I'm saying, the book, <laughs> the book, the book, the book. I say the book 20 times. You're like, what book, what book? The book that's right in front of you that you just operated a <laughs> and second. I just don't you need, you need to be more calming, though. You need to, like, just yeah. be like, just like, listen. We were under pressure at that careful. point. We were under, but the time like, was counting down. Like, you could have just, like, I don't know, made me a cup of tea. Like, just, like, was, instead just like, nice get the fucking book. She's coming back. Get the book. There was more, there was more examples in that video but I won't say because it'll spoil it but there's some oh, moments there is some silly moments that you have do we, do we know if the, the this uh, DLC is available in VR so uh, mm. in the video you asked me that and I didn't know but yeah. I've looked back afterwards I believe the bedroom is available in VR ah. but I think Ethan Must Die mode isn't so that's one of them isn't but right. I'm pretty sure I can, the bedroom. I can like, that sounds like a good time well. yeah, yeah. that would VR. be in excellent VR. in VR because I wasn't interested in playing Resident Evil 7 in VR because I'm playing a shooter essentially as well, you know. Yeah. I'm not interested in those mechanics, but as a puzzle game, I think yeah, that could work brilliantly. Yeah. And also, there's like a bit of the, whenever Marguerite comes into the room, she like looms over the bed and goes to like feed you this horrible stew, and that would be really scary because it's just her face. She gets right, right up, up into your face. Like, See, that would make me so uncomfortable. It is. It's really. <laughs> she's a scary lady. Like really yeah. freaky. No, yeah. it, it's really cool. I really what I love about Resident Evil Seven and the DLC and the demo is it's all been tied around this central conceit of lost footage found footage and like I just that's a really really fun trope we see it so much in cinema Mm. with Blair Witch and all the other movies that have spawned that and it's taken it in video game form and just created a really interesting gameplay mechanic yeah Yeah. well if you think about it it's, it's it's very much a modernization of the sort of like information reveal system that they had in the original Resident mm. Evil mm. where you're picking up notes yeah. from researchers and you're learning more and more the more notes you read yeah. and then this is well, though, as well 
You were? They still have that as well. Yeah. So they have lots of files that you read during the game and you find out information. But you're absolutely yeah. right. It is like finding out background information. But this is, the videotapes are always, well, not always, but majority are finding out information about the Baker family. Yeah. Right. And seeing how right. people have interacted with them in the past. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the Previous spin on it. victims. It's like taking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and mixing it with all this lost found footage situation yeah. and putting you right in the middle of it. Yeah. It is cool they, because that gives like the Baker house some personality. Yeah. Whereas absolutely. like the Resident Evil Mansion it's just like a big puzzle mansion. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm always like, I'm like, who has made it so that I have to put a crest from over here into yeah. a yeah. fireplace to swivel around a staircase? So, oh, and they totally, no, you, you want to tell no, that. That's all right. like, it's true. So in Resident Evil 7, they have situations like that. They have some of those puzzles, yeah. the wacky yeah. puzzles, right? Uh, but they're, they're very limited. And when they do happen, there's like these shadow puzzles that you have to do. And when it happens, your main character actually says, who makes shit like this? <laughs> and then later yeah. on, you find a note where it's Jack Baker has commissioned these shadow things to be made. Oh, like really? He's ordered Shut a company to come yeah. and make them for him. <laughs> it's and stuff. so good. I love, I love that. And that, that for me, because I'm, I really don't like horror games. <laughs> I don't like being scared. But I adored Resident Evil, genuinely enjoyed it because beyond the horror, they'd created this rich environment and world and just pure gameplay mechanics in terms of resource item management and like really interesting bosses to fight and like puzzles that made me go, I can, I can take the scare because it's so worth it for yeah. just how brilliantly designed the game is yeah. um, and just the joy well joy is the wrong word I did not feel joy while playing this game <laughs> but like the interest and excitement of exploring the Baker mansion yeah, yeah. and the best thing is as well so we've got band footage volume one which came yeah. out last week but band footage volume two comes out on Valentine's Day next week oh, as well. How and we've lovely. got we've got two more videotapes, another mode. One of them's called like Jack's fifty fifth birthday. One we get to find out the bakers before it all went down. That's that. really interesting. So I'm excited to play and we've got the, there's even another big free content coming in May, I believe, which is about Oh, I can't say because it spoils the ending of the game, but it's something that when you finish the game you'll be very interested in finding yeah. out about. So, uh, yeah, I think they're doing a really cool job with all this season pass stuff. And like yeah. I said, it is a little bit suspect of how quickly some well, of this has came. Why, why is it suspect? What, what's the negative? Uh, because of the implication DLC is that quickly. they've held back content from the main game to put as DLC. I, I know what you mean, but I'd say having, having completed the main game and it having two endings yeah. and like the, the campaign you complete in 10 hours. Mm. So, like... It's it's rich. It's interesting. It's fun to play. I don't really mind too much. I mean, the... I, I don't mind either. But I'm in the very privileged way where I'm, I'm not. I didn't pay for that game, you know. Where some mm. people they've gone out and they spent the money in this game, and then they've yeah. been able to buy DLC as well, which they believe might have just been in the main game anyway. And I don't think the bedroom should have been the main game. That would have been a derail of pace completely. Yeah, like, it's it true. Would, like it wouldn't work because it takes you. When you don't know what you're doing, it takes you about an hour to do that. And putting an hour of that in the game would have completely killed the players. Yeah. So I'd be intrigued to see what our listeners think about that then. Like if would you playing Resident Evil, would you be annoyed? Are you annoyed at the fact that you've got to download this extra content on top, all these extra modes? Let us know at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. I love the way you said that whole thing like to the camera as if we we're like in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm we're so, not. <laughs> I'm so aware of the fact okay, that we so do never. Like, <laughs> but let's hear from the family themselves. Bring out the bakers. I don't know. I did the Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a whole kind of issue that is very relevant in the industry today. Whereas when you're releasing a game, you have to have sustainability with your product. Yeah. And it's how do you do that? How do you keep 
this momentum going with your game? It's just it's just tough because as developers, if you are putting all of your development energy into an, you know an incredibly rich, intricate main campaign, because you can complete it in ten hours, but there's also all of these secrets. You can do all of the videotapes. You can yeah. find all of the like hidden things, all of the the writing of like the notes, like all of that takes time and effort and work. You do all of that, and then you come up with some really cool mode ideas on top, mm. and like that takes hours and manpower and resources. So should we as gamers fund that extra content? I, I don't have a problem with season passes in general. Like yeah. I, oftentimes I won't pick them up because I feel like I'm done with that game. But there's sometimes I love a game so much as like I'm crying out for more content and then there's season pass and you get, they promise you like, you know, five pieces of content. I think that's a great idea and I absolutely agree you should. I think the issue with this situation is, is how fast it comes. It makes it feel like it's always they pulled it, They needed to have some DLC so they pulled something out of the game. I don't believe yeah. that's necessarily true. I believe maybe they made it concurrently knowing that this was going to be DLC. Mm. But I'm saying that's the implication of how when you release it that fast. But they're also probably just trying to strike while they aren't hot. Resident Evil 7 is popular right now. Get the DLC out, get people, keep people talking about it. Yeah. As opposed to waiting four months and most people dropped off the game or not bothered about the game or traded the game in. Or yeah. Because yeah. it's not necessarily a game you're going to play through. I know like, yeah. you've played through it a couple of times, but a lot of I'm people, Alicia, for example, is probably not going to go back and play, and play yeah. Resident Evil. Yeah. I watched a video of the second ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go back. Yeah. Some genius. <laughs> like through your hands. <laughs> just, some absolute genius made that video. I yeah, well. someone, yeah. Someone really good. In fact, yeah. you recommended it to me yeah, it's uh, weird, on WhatsApp. It? You were like, oh, you should IGN. go and check com, out this. Alternative Resident Evil <laughs> yeah, 7 So shout endings. out to Gav Murphy. Moving on from Resident Evil and the new DLC. One of the uh, big things that happened <clears throat> this weekend, God, time is just yeah, it's flying, flying by. Uh, this weekend was, no matter how hard I've tried to block it from my memory, no. the Super Bowl still happened. Uh, it was your favorite team, wasn't it, who were playing? It's my home yeah. team, the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. First time I've ever looked up the Super Bowl results because of you, mate. Oh, it was Because I wanted to know how tragic. Rory's team had got on. You, just, you didn't, I didn't even, I had to tell you the story of how it happened yeah, as well exactly, last yeah. time, which was just heartbreaking. You came in a broken man. Yes. Well, I was also very hungover. <laughs> I mean, that, it was so lunchtime. <laughs> came in at lunch, hungover, just depressed. Uh, it was a very tough game. It was a great game of football. Great game of football. Very exciting. I just wish we were not on the losing end of that game, unfortunately. Um, but also, one of the the blessings that comes with the Super Bowl is a lot of big companies want to pay big amounts of money oh, yeah. to get their adverts shown uh, in between the breaks mm-hmm. in the game. It's it's one of I think it's like the most expensive time for like TV slotting that you can get. It's, so, it's yeah. extortion it like costs, thirty seconds. It costs around ten million because I remember I covered the Candy Crush, not Candy Crush, Clash of Clans. Super Bowl trailer from last year. Yeah. And it was something like $10 million that they paid for that slot, which is like... How long was it? Uh, oh, God, I can't remember off my head. Like a minute I genuinely can't remember. It's, uh, either 30 seconds or a minute. Yeah. somewhere in, in that. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, insane. But, but that's because it's one of the biggest, like, real estate they they've retail got, Yeah, like, spots. I don't know what, 50 million eyeballs. I'm pulling that number yeah. out of my ass. I don't Absolutely. know what it is, but yeah. I, a lot of eyeballs, basically. So mm-hmm. It is weird that, like, when you're watching the Super Bowl... 
as soon as it goes to like halftime or something or the breaks, like I'll go up and like go to the bathroom. And in that time, like $50 million has been spent yeah. on television ads that like I'm yeah. not watching. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, but like this year I thought was especially exciting. There were tons of really great programs and movies mm. that drop trailers mm. that it's always nice the next day because if you watch it in the UK, uh, you don't actually get access to, you don't see those adverts. Yeah. Yeah. They'll cut back to some jabronis in the BBC room, like talking about American football and Right, of actually yeah. showing. Ah. Um, so it's fun in the next morning to read these articles that list like all the oh. best trailers. What, um, what were your favorites that dropped? What are you most excited for? Ooh. I had three. That I've I got three as well. Were, okay. were great. I'm sure we're going to get some overlap here Not as necessarily well. great, but I'm excited for that product and it sparked my excitement. So number one I got was Stranger Things. <gasps> yes. Yep. yes. So as a trailer, it was nothing. It was like 30 seconds. It barely showed yeah. you anything. What are you talking about? No, it was, no. What did I it show a, you? What? What did it show you really? It show, Eleven's back. It shows you like the giant you that. monster. The giant it shows you like the upside there. down world is now infected. Okay, there was tons to, of I stuff. Need, I've watched it once, bear in mind. So <laughs> I need to go through and freeze frame this. Friend. But I'm more, I, yeah. I felt like more it was um, um, a sense of like a mood sort of thing. Just say look. Here's a little hint, a little tease. Yeah. Just so you know, Strange Things 2 is coming this year. So it was like a reminder. Halloween as, opposed to, as well. Like it didn't tell you any plot or anything like that, did it? It didn't tell you what we're going to expect from the season, really. I don't know. I disagree. I think it gave a, a good indication of what's I, I don't, I, happening. I put indication rather than concrete. Like, there was no concrete Well, yeah, because it wasn't yeah. like the first episode. It wasn't like well, the trailer no, but, for the first episode either. Yeah. It, wasn't yeah. like, it, it was, was a teaser. It was an absolute teaser and it yeah. was a brilliant teaser. But yeah, but when that music kicked in, like, there's a big thing for me with all these trailers with music. Yeah. There was a lot of good music. And when that music kicked in, I got the like the shivers like, yeah. yes, I'm ready to watch this show. So I, I really thought like, well, there were two trailers, but this one specifically was just masterfully crafted. Like from an editing perspective, like starting with the Ego, like the old that was like cool. Ego, Ego trailer. Advert, yeah. And then it cutting to like the first shot you see is one of the lead characters opening their eyes, but they're upside down. Yeah. And you're just like- I was 11, right? I think it was, yeah, yeah. 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 So it was hard to tell. And then in Ghostbusters, dressed up as Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, why not? Because <laughs> <Why not? laughs> it's the Before. 80s, that's yeah, why. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah, I just want Steve back. I just want Steve back. Oh, He's, Steve. He was the best. Now, I'm really intrigued by the monster itself. And there's loads of, there's loads of theories online of like what the new That it's Barbara. Is. Yeah. That, that it's Barbara. Oh my God, it bloody is as well, isn't it? It's going to be something You like forgot that. about me. <laughs> Barbara. <laughs> just, How dare you? Big ginger. Didn't the writers at one point say something about forget about Bob. Yeah, yeah. Like she's, she's dead. Like, she was Sorry, she was gone. Mine. He's dead. Oh, Bob. <laughs> but no, I totally agree with you. I think that was one of the most exciting. It, it was. Like, yeah. I'm excited for the property. Like I said, more than the trailer. Yeah. Also, did you I guys wanna... see the video of the kids from Stranger Things watching that trailer? Yes, no. that's so cool. It is the yeah. most adorable thing. So they're watching it for the first time, um, and they're just like losing their minds, jumping up and down. Because of course, so they're like, we it. made a really. Yeah, and they'll see like a shot of themselves and they're all screaming like in the oh, Ghostbusters like outfits and things. Seems like every other video on the internet this year has been stranger kid things do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've done it's, some of those videos. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, totally <laughs> we We've got a British year of food. that to go. Like it's stranger kid, they, kids things. At this stranger point, things kids do things. <laughs> well, because well, maybe also, workshop that title. <laughs> <laughs> also, what, what we're missing out that one of the really exciting things from this trailer was the fact that we actually got a release date for the next season, oh, which is yeah. Halloween. Yes. Which is like great because we can actually work towards this. But I was thinking, does this mean that they've filmed the entirety of Stranger Things by this point, or will they only have filmed the first few episodes of it and then they, the kids well, will still they be will filming? they will film the whole season 
like continually. They'll get it all done in one go. Yeah, so I, I so assume you think so it's, it's all been filmed by now might, and they're just doing post production. They might be in progress, they might be in post production. I mean, there is a, quite a lot of post production in that show, so maybe. Yeah. yeah so. You just know they, that first episode that's going to drop on Halloween yeah. is going to be them in yeah. their Ghostbusters out. It's going to be incredible. Well, it be the first people, episode will be the whole season, won't it? Because it's Netflix. Well, that's oh, the thing. Of course. Yeah. 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 <gasps> you can people, people will be like, oh, hey, let Rory Dale, do you want to go to a Halloween party? And then, like, <laughs> no one wants to be to a Halloween party. Yeah. That's great. Because they just be like, no, 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 I'm going to be at home. Netflix. I'm going to yeah. binge the shit out of that show. I'm going to do it in just one. Because that's one of those ones you don't, you can't have that spoiled. No. You need that like yeah, done immediately. Um, no. What else have other people got? Uh, I got a cure for wellness. I'm, which I, I, feel, I feel is like one of the trailers that's kind of passed quite a lot of people by. Because you've got like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Stranger Things yeah. and like all this kind of stuff. But a Cure for Wellness um, is a new film by Gore Vavinsky, which is the premise is there's a guy who's doing really badly at work. He's a Wall Street tycoon, tycoon guy. Right. And um, he's failing his job so badly, his bosses say, all right, if you want to keep your job, you need to go over to Switzerland and try and get our CEO because he's been at this spa resort and he's just he's just not coming back. And like, can you just go fetch him and bring him back to America? Just get him oh. to the Greek. So, yeah. <laughs> I have seen the trailer for this. Film, so actually. he goes. So Russell he Brand goes, goes, the CEO. <laughs> all the way over. To so this guy flies all the way over to Switzerland to go and try and get his CEO, and he comes to this spa resort that's just a bit weird. Stepford Housewives, like it's. That all the inmates are a little bit too happy. There's something a bit weird going on. And he ends up staying at the spa resort and everything unravels. And it's one of these, it's a, it's a horror I totally thriller. know this. I totally yeah. know. I'm yeah. so confused for a second, but no, you're right. I've it's seen like, it. It, it looks, looks incredible. amazing. It's this, aesthetically, it's this mix of kind of steampunk and World War Two. Yeah. And every screenshot just looks like you who, could just put it on your wall. Like who's it the lead visually in looks it's, it's the Jace, guy. Jason Isaacs, who played Lucy's Malfoy in Harry Potter. Right. And like, Wasn't um, he also? He plays um, like the leader of the spa. Wasn't he in The Amazing Spider-Man as well? Didn't he play... Jason Isaacs. Oh, no, no. It's the guy who oh, no, played the, kid, the, the Green main, Goblin. The main kid. Yeah, yeah the main kid. Yeah, that's what I know. Yeah, that's same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Osborn, yeah. And then Mia... What's her name? Mia... Um, she plays... There's this kind of creepy inmate girl um, called Mia. I can't remember her last name. But um, she... I think she played Alice in Wonderland in okay. the remake. Um, so it just... I'm really excited for this because it looks like one of those creepy off-the-wall thrillers where you're like, what is the story behind this spa? Yeah, yeah. It's stunningly, stunningly beautiful. Gore Verbinski's a great director. Um, I just, I want to know more Very about creepy. All, any of those, like, things aren't what they seem stories mm -hmm. are always really, really fun yeah. to just experience them on wind. Absolutely. Like, I'm same as you. I really enjoy that. Sounds stuff. a little bit like Shutter Island, yes. I'd say, as well. Like, yes. A bit of, maybe a bit of a stretch, that one. But, but like, it just gives me that sort of feeling. If you, I, and I can totally see that because Shutter Island is set... Um, and it's got that, you know, old 1900s kind of aesthetic yeah. to it. And it's this creepy old mansion. Whereas, and well, it's this, like an insane asylum, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, and this has that, but it's slightly different because it's not an asylum. These aren't mental patients. They're just meant to be people but, getting treatment. But doesn't the trailer distress. imply that they're being kept there against their will? Well, so this is the thing. You're like, well, how is this? This isn't a mental asylum. This is just a spa, but actually what's going on? And yeah. there is an unraveling in their minds of like what's real and what's not. Yeah, right. It's just... 
Yeah, I'm super cool. Intrigued. I'm excited for it. On a side note, if I ever opened up a photography store, I would call it Shutter Island. Yes, <laughs> but wait, what if it's not on an, like an island? You need to actually just open it up on just build island a moat <laughs> around the, around the store. Um, one of the trailers that I was most excited for mm -hmm. was Ghost in the Shell. Wow. So we've I we've I mean we've seen a lot of footage from these trailers, but this was the one that really blew me away in terms of its resemblance to the original anime. Right. There were some shots in that that if you've seen the anime film, it's it looks identical. It looks incredible, some of this stuff. And for a film that's gone through so many issues, you know, with like casting Scarlett Johansson as like an Asian-based lead, yeah. and you know, there's been a lot of controversy around it. And to come out with a product that looks fantastic. Like I've, I've never been more hyped for this film than I was when I watched that trailer. The production so. looked cool and I love the cyberpunk aesthetic, but mm. I know nothing about the original anime apart yeah. from the name. So but I, think I didn't really a, know what to make of it. Right, yeah. But I thought visually it looked stunning. Because, uh, yeah, because if you look at it from not knowing what the plot is, mm. it's very ambiguous in a sense of, you know, you know, Scarlett Johansson takes a bit of her face off yeah. and she's like hunting down people and killing them. So it's still, I think that's just about enough information that someone who hasn't seen the anime needs to go yeah. into this mm. because again yeah the the production design and the the, the style alone is just it looked incredible remarkable yeah. there's a beautiful amazing. shot where she goes smashing through a window and you can see every single shard of glass oh my god that just goes out oh, it's beautiful. and one of the most the most famous scenes from the whole movie where she's um she's in that uh bodysuit where she can basically turn invisible she's fighting the guy with the pool of water on the floor and she flips him in the air and it's the same thing it's just every little like Drop, raindrop in slow motion just yeah. with this in incredible kind of like dystopian future like tokyo in the background you want a 4k tv to oh, watch yeah. that movie you that, want an imax to watch yeah. that movie that bodysuit is very figure very revealing. As well. yes but again that's that's say, staying close to the yeah, the original the show as well. Yeah, <clears throat> cool. Do you have another one, Dale? I do. I have Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. that's on my list as well. Yeah, my favorite Good thing choice. about this was the music, which Fleetwood Mac as well. And then also not in the Logan trailer, they had a, was it in the Logan trailer or which one was it? Johnny Cash is something. Oh, and the Pirates of the Caribbean one as well. Yeah. And that with the Stranger Things music. I was like, there was a lot yeah. of cool Good music, music going on in But that, I think that is, you know, the first Guardians of the Galaxy had an music. incredible soundtrack. Yes. You know, it, it's built, uh, the big story beat is music in the mixtape. Yeah. So the soundtrack of this movie is always, always going to be great. I like, we, we got a little tease of a villain as well. Yeah. As well. I thought Sorry. that was interesting. Um, just the whole pacing of the trailer mm. I thought was just it, like Marvel standard. It's extremely well cut together. Yeah, yeah. You know? there was there was also less. Um, was it you <clears throat> who was saying when we first got the first teaser trailer? I think it was Rory who was like, "Oh, I'm worried this is going to be Groot, like baby Groot, uh, baby very Groot very heavy." Yeah. But there was far less Groot in this one, which and, just and the about. the one point in which he appeared and did his little I am Groot thing. Like that joke was actually quite funny yeah. where he was like, he said, welcome to the freaking Garden of yeah. the Galaxy, except he didn't say freaking. Like I, even I was kind of like smiling at that because that's not just like the easy cop out that Groot's cute and he just was walking around. Yeah. That, line, that line's fantastic as well because he sees says, and he didn't say freaking, your eyes automatically go to little baby Groot just standing there like eyeballing the guy. <laughs> He's like, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, yeah, this was the trailer that I've been waiting for with Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy where it's very much showing the team yeah. showing like the plot with like little punchlines uh, yeah. like including Groot as well yeah. whereas like some of them have been very heavy on baby Groot and who's your favourite member of Guardians of the Galaxy I, I love Drax I was I just going to say that. I, think I Drax love Drax yeah 
It's but, just that that type of humor doesn't tire. Like the deadpan, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. not getting other yeah. people's jokes. Like yeah. that's a really funny angle. But I also like um, Chris Pratt. I like Star Lord. I think he's yeah. great as well. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for that film. Um, what about things ones you didn't like? You got any of them? Um, I got one more that I do I've like. Got, okay. And I, I, w- I wanted to put it down because I think you guys might not like it. So me and Joe, uh, a couple of podcasts ago, talked about our guilty love of bro comedies. Baywatch, you're talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> Baywatch. Oh, no. I, didn't, I didn't even watch this trailer because I'm so not interested. I just, it just looks like dumb fun. Mm. It looks like I'm getting kind of like a... Uh, uh, like 21 Jump Street type yes. of vibe. You've got just like these two bros who kind of think they're like above their authority status, you know, patrolling a beach. <laughs> they're obviously going to stumble onto something bigger, like a drugs trade yeah, or, yeah. or something, you know. But it just it just looks like dumb fun. Like I can imagine going with my friends Absolutely. and stuff and just like, I, I also have a like a huge crush on Zac Efron and The Rock. <laughs> I was going to say, The <laughs> like, Rock. Yeah. yeah, like it's unbelievable. He's just like a mini rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The pocket rock. They, they do, they, <laughs> a pebble. I think it's cool. Oh, that's good actually. Nice. I think it's all down to how well their chemistry works across the film, really. Yeah. Um, And some of the jokes they showed, like, they got a laugh out of me. I think the only thing tying it down, to be honest, is the name Baywatch. Yeah. Because there's obviously going to be a lot of assumptions about that. And like you said, you didn't even click play on it because it's called Baywatch. But if it was some other film, if it was a 21 Jump Street trial named film and you saw The Rock and Zac Efron, you'd probably would have had a look, maybe. Yeah, that's a double-sided sword, isn't it? Because you've got this great... Uh, intellectual property that yeah. can obviously bring in a lot of people. Is it when you great see people, intellectual property? Well, I mean, it's, it's, very, it's a very intellectual movie, Dale. It's very erudite. <laughs> it was in like, it's valuable in the sense that you see someone in a red swimsuit running down a beach and you're like, there's Baywatch. Yeah. You know, people know it. They, they can recognize it. But, the, but this seems to be mocking the original show anyway. You know, Absolutely, there's that, there's that yeah. bit when he says about the girl running in slow-mo. She goes, what show is running slow-mo? He goes, you see that too? Yeah, yeah exactly. Then, it, it's, it seems like it's a real cheeky like nod and fun nod at Baywatch. Yeah, it's like self-aware enough yeah. to know that it's like a <clears throat> silly comedy movie. And I, I appreciate that. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully I think it can uh, be as funny as it is in the trailer all the way through the film. Yes, they haven't just handpicked like the yeah. two best jokes <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, the, that's the, fine. the movie that I'm kind of like ah, over and had no idea that they were even making it until we saw the Super Bowl trailer was Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell New Tales. Right, yeah. Because I was just like, there's another one. There's a, like, I remember the first one coming out. I was, it was like 2004. Four, like I would, I was just... I was in year seven. I just started secondary school. Oh, that makes me and feel like, old. <laughs> but like, it's been, it's been such a long time. It's like, such a long you know, time. I think pirates were still around when you, <laughs> when you were in secondary school. I, I was a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on my notes, I wrote, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. Who could care? Yeah. That's what I wrote. Yeah. Who could possibly care? Well, also, An it, essay by Dale. <laughs> yeah. With a name like that, Dead Men Tell No Tales, it's just going to be like, there's, there's no story. There's no tale to it. It'll but just be like, well, it's So it's story. got Barbosa in it back, right? Yeah. As well. yeah. He's in the trailer. And I'm just Barbosa like, seems can't to remember be, what happened to him. Barbosa <laughs> seems to be the main character as far as I can so see. So is it a prequel, like, I guess? The... Like, the no last idea. one they did was a prequel, right, as well? But this is the thing. Watch the whole trailer. Have no idea what it's pirates, about or when it? it's yeah. set. There's, there's no, a lot no. of pirates. Pirate there's a lot of... Johnny Depp being wacky. That's all you need. They've gone back to the dead pirate thing of the first movie of there seem to be a lot of undead. I think the idea is the undead have overtaken the sea. It's like Resident Evil meets Pirates Wasn't of the Caribbean. Wasn't that the first one? That's the plot of all of them. Yeah, I don't it? think there's any coins in this one, any like magic cursed gold. I, I, oh, I'm out. I don't I'm know. out then. I don't know. And there's there's one like split second shot at the end of Johnny Depp in a very dark. As if he's ship. like 
fucking Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't do that. They were like, they made a huge point where they're like, Jack is back. I'm like, I didn't even know he left. <laughs> you can't, like, I think it's tough to overestimate the care for this movie because it's as you said the first one was incredible I yeah. love yeah, the first I movie I love that first yeah. movie and then it's the great. second one I, I don't really remember that well no, I don't remember there's the a bit plot. when they're running around in those giant wheels yeah. Yeah. that's the, bit, the only bit I can remember I remember there's there. a really funny shot of Captain Jack Sparrow running along the beach chased by a tribe right, with like eyes on yeah, his yeah. like skull but like I think what's funny about these movies is like I could not give less of a crap about this next one that's coming yeah. out mm. but if it gets good reviews I am so ready to love that, that series yeah. again because it's so hard to go wrong with just adventure-seeking, swashbuckling yeah. pirates fighting yeah, monsters. You kind of need validation that it's good before you want to invest if, it. If it gets yeah. good reviews, honestly, I will absolutely go see yeah, that that's movie. Fair. As it stands right now, who could care? Yeah. Who could care? <laughs> no, absolutely. Speaking of who could care, Transformers, <laughs> The Last Night. With their like robot Again, groups. I didn't watch that trailer because it's just not interested. It's typical Transformers visual noise. It's just bang, 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 blah, blah, blah everywhere. And In but, a world. But this time they've got this some girl just going, ah. so I'm in the track. So it's like no noise on the audio front and visual noise is crazy. And that's all I took from that trailer. Cool. It's just like, there's a lot going on Classic. here. I don't know what you do with that franchise at this point. To I mean, they, I guess they still make shit loads of money. So they keep doing yeah. it, I guess. And there's a there's an audience out there, people who seem to be but into like, those that's films, Kids but, love watching giant yeah. things beat the crap out of each other. I, mean, I, so was, I, I was when the I was same. Yeah, I, I would absolutely <laughs> watch it. But again, I that's, watched that's Dragon Ball Z. That's just jack dudes punching each other for like hours on end. And I was like, this is the best show ever. <laughs> it's just, I just transform it. I guess I'm not the audience for it, but I feel yeah. like a lot of people dropped off. I think we're just getting to the point now. These are all Naughty's franchises that mm. we're now not caring about. And yeah. so it's just as those old franchises from the last decade yeah. slowly. But the franchises that have gone. This. Like three films too many, yeah, sort of thing. Exactly. You know, like it's yeah. like this is must be what the sixth Transformers film or something like this that. This is like five, six. I mean, yeah. th th this absolutely might not be. They could be good movies, like, but I feel like this is just their death rattle. You know, their final few that they're pumping out. Um, I mean, I suppose from a critical standpoint, but not necessarily from a financial standpoint. I'm sure they can keep making them forever and keep making a lot of money out of it. But, yeah. You know, that's the way the industry goes sometimes, I guess. Yeah. So was that all of our favorite trailers? Um, yeah, that's one? all for one me. More, just to bring it back to a positive note, I had Logan as well, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Yeah. Didn't like, I mean, I've loved all the trailers for that so far. And this was just another one. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch this yeah. film. So. I'm, I'm super pumped for Logan. We've talked about it a bit on this podcast before, like how we're excited for it. And the new trailer just completely confirmed everything yeah. about how this is a really cool world. Little girl looks amazing. Like, I, I don't want to see any more now. I just want to watch yeah. the film. Yeah, I'm okay. the same with you. Like, anything now is just additional information I don't need. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you got me. I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. Just put it yeah. all away. Yeah. Put yeah. it all Absolutely, away. Yeah. No more spoilers. Cool. Well, moving on to our final <laughs> section of the podcast. Podcast. So back. usually, uh, if you listen to the podcast, we <clears throat> often, when Gav is on, do a uh, little feature called Keyword Countdown. Oh. Right. Now, unfortunately, uh, him and Alex and Gav are out at San Fran visiting the, the mothership. Yeah. So I thought, what kind of fun game can we incorporate into our podcast oh, without stepping on Mr. Murphy's toes? Cheeky episode 370 surprise from Roy yeah. So I wanted to do something along a similar theme. But obviously, IGN is a gaming company. So what I have done is created my own game, totally different, totally <laughs> different, because it's called Boss Key Word Countdown. 
باسکی Wow, I was expecting that to go way, way better. Brilliant. Basically, uh, I've done a similar formula for keyword countdown, except this time it's all about games. It's uh, video games. Wait, so where, where did you get the keywords from? Um, unfortunately, there's no IMDb database for Steve gaming. Made them up. So I made them up. up. Oh, oh, nice. I've made them up. Nice. No, but this is good. This is even more creative. What, what's it called again? Boss key word countdown. Right. Because uh, it's an item in Zelda. Nice. So what we're going to have to do is with the jingle. Boss we're gonna... key word countdown. <laughs> we'll record your tiny it's time for a boss key word countdown. We'll tell tiny little bit just to go boss key and I'll put it on top of the instead That's of keyword. That's a good plan. That's a good plan. Yeah. They would have already heard this they've, by they've now. Heard it by <laughs> now so like, that was brilliant. How did they come up with that? So basically, what you guys are trying to do is guess what video game I'm talking about from oh, the amount of clues. Yeah. Oh, so the sooner you guess it, the more points you're going to get. What games is really interested? Right, we're going to have Legend of Zelda games. I've got a very, I've selected a very JRPG wide range of games. Oh, oh ones God. that I, I are you doing the same assume. point system as Keyword Count then? Uh, I mean that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't thought that far ahead, frankly. Um, well, let's let's move on to the first round. Okay. Okay. Go. Cool. Oh. I don't. I don't have anything. All right. I'll go. I'll I'll read it slowly. Okay. Planets. Uh, Mass Effect. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Star Wars. The Star Wars games. Star Wars Episode One. Knights of the Old Republic. Checkpoint flags. Oh, it's Halo. The, uh, Destiny. Uh, um, oh God. Um, space. The final frontier. I got that with planets. <laughs> Checkpoint flags and planets and space. Um, it's like racing in space. Oh, I just keep thinking of Mass Effect. Talking oh. mushrooms. Talking <gasps> Super Mario, Mario World. Mario. Super Mario. Mario 64. Which is one in space. Mario Galaxy. Yep. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got that at Talking Mushrooms. <laughs> the rest of the clues were stars, red hat, nice. plumber, <laughs> and galaxy. Oh, my God. Nice. So if you hadn't got it by that point, I was going to be so really worried. So that's one, two, three, four, We're going to take away our games five. journalist badges. That's five points to Dale. I want these to go onto the official keyword yeah. countdown scoreboard. That's very impressive. No, the oh. bo boss keyword countdown is its own league. <laughs> We're like the eSport of Already. regular sports. In like, in like keyword countdown, normally I find it really hard to think of just even films to throw out. But yeah. already, it was just like, yeah, Mass Effect, definitely. Like you could throw out so many more. Right. Yeah. Like well, it's always a shame because like, obviously a lot of people come to IGN for the games. So it's like, let's do a gaming one. Yeah, People love games. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to round number two. The first clue is sport. Uh, FIFA. Uh, SSX. Madden. Uh, UFC. Arena. Oh, Rocket League. Oh, oh my God, nice. Rocket League. Nice. <laughs> Very well done. So the next clues were customizable hats, <laughs> flying. Definitely would have got it by now. What a save. <laughs> giant ball, cars, and rocket boost. You should have had, nice. I've got no boost. I've got <laughs> no boost. Yeah. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points for I don't for think Alicia. I've ever got seven points. Have you ever been in the lead on this game? game? Taking, taking is this what it feels like? <laughs> That's very impressive. Okay, so round number three. Are these linked, by the way, like you? <clears throat> no, there's no okay. thing. Because I wanted to keep it a wide variety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Ghosts. Ghosts and Goblins. That's a game? 
Oh my god! Uh, you were gonna get so much hatred for that. <laughs> what's the name of the one? That's a door. What's the name of the one with the flashlight? Uh, with the and you take I pictures. Alone in the dark. The... Red shoes and winking. Resident Evil Four. Um, what that hasn't got ghosts? Oh, there's one time. where you take pictures and it's like the only way to see the ghosts. Red, what's sorry? Maze. Oh, oh god. Um, Red shoes and winking. This is a heart. Oh god. Um, what's the next clue? Blank on this. Eating fruit. Eating fruit? Uh, oh, Bioshock. No. Um, white dots. White dots. Um, Slender Man? Nope. That's ghosts. Emily wants to play. No. <laughs> Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. <gasps> Yes. Oh my god! Oh my god! The levels just spiked big time. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my god! I've never seen someone red shoes so and winking. The the uh, original Pac Man on the arcade machine. Yeah, but in the game he didn't have that. I know. Well, they're no. not all about. The, well, they are about the game. Yeah. <laughs> that was it's incredible. That was well done. Well done that was a really good first clue saying ghosts because that completely throws yeah. you it's off. You're like, horror, okay, it's yeah. a horror game. Like one, oh, damn. two, three. <laughs> so that's three now. more points for Alicia. So Alicia. You're now on 10 points. Blimey. It's 10 to 5. It's all to play for. Though. Okay, so we have one, two. We got two more rounds. Okay. All right, Dale, so you can claw this one back. Okay. Open world. Uh, Zelda, uh, Skyrim, uh, Final uh, Fantasy. Watch Dogs. Uh, <laughs> crafting system. Uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Skyrim. Uh, Zelda. Hearts for Health Bar. Zelda. <laughs> No, so it's Zelda, right? It's not Zelda. <laughs> um, oh my god, Hearts for Health Bar. Hearts for Health Bar. Open world. It's definitely Nintendo if it's Hearts for Health Bar. Punching Dirt. Mine, Minecraft. Yeah. Yes. Ah, well done. <laughs> I debated Good it show. halfway through saying the word. You know, you went, Minecraft? Minecraft. <laughs> the rest of the clues were TNT, blocky graphics, building structures, and mining and crafting. So <laughs> I was like, if they don't get it at that one, this was not a good round. And so that's, that's one, good two, job. three, that's four, even, five. That's five for Dale. <gasps> We're neck and neck. Oh, Scored up ten to ten, and this is the final round. So oh my gosh, this, this is it's all to play for. Becomes the first winner. And I know that you both are gonna have a really good chance at getting this. Oh one. my god, uh, it's Resident Evil Seven. Uh, okay, you ready? <laughs> Imagine I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nineteen sixty. Bioshock. Yeah. Fuck! Yeah. From 1960! Because I'm simply the best! <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's eight points to Dale. Well that brings done. it up to 18. Well done. Although I was the first person to get 10 points on Keyword Countdown, now I'm the ten point, first, first person to get 10 points get... on Boss Key Countdown. Yeah, yeah. What's eight? Eight points. The, uh, Wait, why was it eight? I've only done eight clues. I've oh, done right. ten clues. Oh, you know, on the first answer then. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The rest of the clues for that one, which I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get to, because <laughs> they're quite they're quite good. It's a uh, superhuman powers, mm -hmm. father daughter like relationship, nice, mm -hmm. yeah. drug abuse, mm -hmm. ruined city, drill arm. Water and Rapture. <laughs> Very good. So that I was, like, was it, so much fun. If it got to Rapture and you guys didn't have yeah. it, I was like, uh, so congratulations, Dale, for Yay, winning the first ever boss keyword you. countdown. Let's move on to some feedback. Yeah. Yes. How I've, much time do we have? Oh, there's an email here. Uh, hey, Rory, I thought your game was great. You should do it more often. <laughs> Thank you, not made up person. Uh, we've been going about an hour, so let's get through this feedback, I think. Okay. Um, this is from Prince Yeboah. Yeah. Hello, IGN team. Big fan of the show, especially when you talk Overwatch. Yes! 
I'm not sure why people hate it so much. It's such a fun game. We're, we're, we're with you there, Prince Yubawa. <laughs> uh, anywho, my question is this. With Disney throwing Marvel licenses around like confetti, which heroes slash villains would you want to see in a Marvel slash Overwatch Ooh. crossover? And more interestingly, what would their abilities be? That's a really good question. That should happen. So, that would be we, my dream, like my actual dream. You gave me a heads up for this email, so I made some notes. Right. I think this is a really good idea, like an Overwatch-like game, but with Marvel characters. Yeah. And just as like a quick comparison, I've got this is so I've got the Hulk, Winston. Nice. Oh, so you're, yeah, you're thinking classic. basically I'm like saying, reskinning. I'm saying take that. Yeah, let's reskin the Overwatch characters with Marvel characters. Yeah. I've got the Hulk, Winston. Right. I've got Farah. What's Farah? Farah, someone who flies. Who flies? Iron Man. There you go. Hey. Iron Man. I got uh, Lucio. Uh, Quicksilver. Yeah, wait, which way around should I do this? Should I do the Marvel character? And then you guess the other No, I like this one. No, I, like I like this, this one. Okay. I like so, Reinhardt. Uh, Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Even though he's, he's smaller. Hammer, even yeah. though he's smaller, he's got the giant hammer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, this works so Genji. Well. This one's a bit of a stretch. Genji with Genji. the swords. Oh, what about... Uh, oh, no, that's DC. Don't think about the sword. Forget the sword. I was, I was just I was just Think thinking, of the movement. The Suicide Squad Hawkeye? girl would have been so good. No, but there is a Hawkeye in there. Probably hands up, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah think about it. Uh, Genji's a bit of a stretch. I put Spider-Man down, but I'm just thinking about how he's always yeah. zipping around yeah, the Yeah, I can see that. Monster. I can see that. Uh, hands up, Hawkeye. Um, I've got Junkrat. This one's a bit of a stretch as well. Junkrat. Um, who blows stuff up? But yeah, bombs, traps, guns. Who, who comes loaded with guns in the Marvel Universe? Um, 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 this is like a full game. Scarlett Johansson? No. Black Widow? No? no? The Punisher. Oh, right, okay. I'm thinking not, of Avengers. Yeah. And uh, this one is an extreme stretch, but I wrote Tracer, and I thought Ant-Man, because of the way she, like, you know, zip. think of her, like, the way she zips through time. But it's like getting small. Getting yeah. smaller and getting larger. Yeah, yeah. Like zipping around yeah, the map. I can see that. You got any ideas? I mean, you've literally like ran through them. That's well, amazing. I saw that and I was like, what are you talking about? Loads. The most obvious one: soldiers, Captain America. Oh yeah, wait, like, no, yeah. Captain America. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like the soldiers, like the, all about what? the gun, though, isn't he? Like, what else has he got apart from the gun? What do you mean in terms like like as a character, soldier is all about his weapon, isn't he? More than yeah, but anything. but no, but as an actual character, he's like the leader of Overwatch. Yeah. He's like the old captain that was like was everyone thought was dead, just like like. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. Rogers went through. I was still thinking, oh, yeah, time. the actual characters like story and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he fits but, really well. Like, as mechanics, well, obviously the run would help for Captain America, yeah. absolutely. And but then you've got a, more of a shield attack, I suppose, haven't you? And uh, that would be incredible. Can you imagine if like his alt was if there's like a group of people, you can throw your shield and it can like bump, bump off them all and do like damage as it cool. goes around. That yeah. would be amazing. I think there's some of them like, um, like Iron Man as Farah. Like imagine being up, yeah, like, snipping up, then firing off like proton beams or whatever. he's yeah. firing off instead. And honestly, even if it's just like a re like a skin, imagine yeah. that a tie-in yeah. like limited yeah, edition yeah. skin. That would be the first time I would be just imagine what it would be like trying to get those skins. I would buy that all the loot boxes. I would buy them. Event that I would totally Winston as Hulk. I would think I would play as him forever. <laughs> yeah. When he goes into his rage mode as well, yeah, yeah. just like oh, rips his really little yeah. shorts. The support characters are really difficult because, like, you know, who who would Mercy be or like the healers? Like yeah. maybe, maybe like Rogue from X Men because she I mean, can, she yeah. has like a life force power. I'm sure when you go deeper into the Marvel comic history, I'm sure there's lots of people. Zenyatta would be uh, Vision. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a great yeah. floating around yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Seeing through the iris and all that stuff. Oh man, they totally need to make. I, I'm not. Uh, the skins would obviously be cool, but I think mm. Marvel should, 
you know, hire someone to make an Overwatch-like game with yeah. their characters. Yeah. I think that could be so much fun. Well, you know, there's, as you can see from what they're doing with like Marvel versus Capcom and the new game they're doing with Square Enix, they're not shying away from yeah. the video game industry, which is a yeah. smart move. They've got the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and I the, think... And the Spider-Man is um, not Insomniac. Is it Insomniac? Yeah, it's Insomniac, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're really like putting their properties out to all these great developers, yeah. Yeah. trying to get like great versions that, of their properties. They should absolutely do that. Absolutely. Well, contact Blizzard. Yeah, I'm contact not sure Blizzard. Blizzard would be up for it. Too. Well, that's, you have to think like Blizzard, Blizzard are a company are that are very like self-contained. Yeah. Like the only yeah. when they do theme skins, it's them. Riffing off like one of their other IPs. Yeah. But then, but contact then again, Gearbox then instead. They're looking for something. <laughs> Blizzard also. Blizzard is super. Marvel versus a Battle guy, a mushroom head. Yeah. <laughs> Blizzard are really in touch with what their fans want. So they often put changes in the game based on, like, say, so this whole thing that, that's happening with Doomfist and yeah. you know, being introduced. The only reason he's being introduced is because loads of people watched the first announcement trailer and were like, oh, he yeah. looks like a really cool character. Let's Absolutely. put him in. Yeah. Now they've created this whole world. If enough people were like, do a Marvel crossover, they might be like, well, we could. Well, I mean, I don't think it's that's necessarily no. in Blizzard's hands. It would have to be very much a decision made by Marvel. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Like they'd have to, they'd have to go we and need, have talks, but they might go and start that conversation. We need a special event when Avengers comes out or something like that and they do a crossover then and yeah. they do all the skins and stuff like that. Yeah. There I you mean, go. This is all pipe dream Disney, thinking. Blizzard, start talking. Yeah. Make it happen. Get it Great. together. All right. Uh, this is a story off the back of all these cinema stories that we've been talking about off recent podcasts from a guy called Matthew Hall, who says, Hi all, the cinema I work at has a special screening every week for seniors where they get a half-price ticket and a free tea, coffee and a biscuit. It was after one such screening when a woman approaches my till. I'd say she was about 65. She's notorious for being a bit angry, but putting on my best customer service smile, I called her over to my till. She wants to book the following week and asks if she can select her seats. The seats that she wants are already taken, dun, however. Dun, dun, dun. They're the two seats off to the side that are above the entranceway that a lot of people likes to sit in. She starts to complain about the couple that sit in those seats every week, how they always sit in those seats and always have tuna sandwiches that she thinks are too smelly. I would I agree second with that. I mean, yeah, that, that's absolutely. like... That's horrible. Smelly food at a cinema is not cool. But... It continues. As we've been talking, an elderly couple have come over. They must have been pushing mid-80s. And politely, they tell the woman that she knows the couple that sits in those seats every week. She explains that they like to sit there because the husband has a walking stick and a bad leg. And these seats allow him to use the handrail to get halfway up the stairs and into his seats. The angry customer, without a moment of hesitation, turns and says, what's wrong with the front? That's where the disabled people should be. With such horrible, <laughs> casual Lord. disdain. What a burn. Yeah. I'm too shocked to say anything at first. As an argument breaks out between the women, then fingers start pointing at each other. And suddenly the two women have a hold of each other and are grappling. Jesus. <laughs> How do I react to two old ladies fighting at my till? I decide to to go full British on it. Go incredible posh and utter the words, ladies, this is beneath you. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, this did not stop yeah. the women. The husband then decides to step in between them using his umbrella as a barrier between them. This sounds amazing. That's oh good. God. He's Sean Connery did. He used to <laughs> scare them off. Shoo, shoo. The angry woman goes to the police and tries to press charges against the poor woman who was sticking up for her friend. Bear in mind, this, this woman who was sticking up for her friend is like 80 years old. This yeah. is crazy. And in a moment of complete fabrication the angry woman told the police that the woman asked her husband to give her the umbrella so she could beat her with it <laughs> the story has become legend amongst our staff and the angry woman has now been given the nickname fight club oh. i would just bar the woman from the yeah, cinema why say, is she yeah. still yeah, coming that's, back that's, that's awful but I'm, that was a good story i, I didn't know cinemas that. ran these sort of things yeah <laughs> like yeah. an oap 
showing in well, the they middle do, of the they day. do like special kids screenings don't they yeah. for, it makes sense that they'll have are you saying like, all people are like children uh, no I'm what saying sort of films are, they showing, <laughs> are they showing like old films or are they showing the new films for them I guess <laughs> like, I mean, war oh, propaganda gone, or something gone like, with the wind oh those are the days <laughs> yeah. old people are perfectly capable of enjoying films that are coming I mean I'm sure La they La are Land. but I don't know whether they would be interested I suppose La La Land's a good example you know, but I don't think they're going to be interested in watching Iron Man. When well, apparently they're interested in fighting in the lobby, so <laughs> they're not yeah, for anything. comes on next week. <laughs> yeah. That is a good story. That was a very good story. This is some feedback from Mark Price. Hi, guys. Long-time listener. First time writing in. Write in again. Write in more, Mark. I insist. <laughs> now that all the new games are starting to come out, which game do you think is receiving too much hype before being released? Or, alternatively, what game isn't getting enough hype? Thanks, Mark. Huh. This is this is a real weird one because it sparks th- like the question of hype has become such a big yeah. one in the industry yeah. following No Man's Sky, and I kind of have an issue with us talking about games being called overhyped or mm. not, because essentially hype is now being used as a word for excitement, and I think excitement is absolutely yeah. Yeah. like it's one of the joys of our industry. We're an entertainment industry, and across any industry, you know, cinema even fashion like anything where there's a product it's consumer driven mm. when something new is coming to market we get excited for of course, it yeah. and like you know video games in particular we're gamers is a massive community where we're super passionate about new ips we want to know how the industry is moving forward new technologies new games so i don't what what people are using hype for is what happened with No Man's Sky, which is actually, that was just straight up lies. Like misleading information. Yeah, misleading information. Absolutely. If a game, if the question is, are there any games that we think we're being misled on, then that's a whole different question. Overhyped. I I don't know whether a game can be overhyped. Could you rephrase this question to maybe say games that are getting a lot of interest and people are excited for it, but you're not excited for. Yeah. Or you then, feel like they're yeah. being pushed on you. Or And then vice versa, saying things that you're you you, you don't you're not hearing much about, but you're excited for. Yeah, exactly. I think that the question of, you know, what are you excited for that you don't think people are having conversations about? Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I yeah. mean, for me, I mean, which one are we saying? The first one, currently I edited a video for For Honor this week. And I have zero interest in that game, but people seem to be really into it. And there's yeah. a lot of talk and buzz about it. Yeah. And that's really cool. But from, I sat through hours of footage and it just doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. Yeah, I completely agree with you. That's, that's on my list for a game that I think people are super excited about that I'm, I could take or leave. Cause yeah. it's just, you know, it looks it, visually really cool, really interesting in terms of how you, you've got this huge sprawling combat system and stuff, but I just, it's just not a game for me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not interested. That's fine. Like it's, it's, see, people in the games industry sometimes I feel like they they feel the pressure to play and be interested in every game. And I think if it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. just don't waste your time with it. Yeah, because if you, if you try and play every game that's going to come out, you're not going to have any type of life at yeah. all. Like, well, there's a new game every other week. You know, I yeah. tried to start playing Dishonored two the other week because Alicia and Joe are just huge fans. Yeah, of it. I love that. They tell me about. It. I put a disc in. I played it for about an hour, and I just like. I just know this isn't for me. So I took it out and I haven't gone back to it since. And you were talking about that, you you mentioned that to me the other day and I was kind of like, absolutely fair enough. Like if you don't want to go back to it, completely fine. It's just, it was was a game that we absolutely loved, but just in the same way that I'm not massively into action movies. Like they don't. Of course, yeah. Like they're just, you know, but I still love cinema and we'll go and see other types of films. You'll go and see La La Land. I'll go and see La La Land. And I'll go and see, um, you know, 
thrillers and mm. psychological stuff and stuff with like really like all these characters. I it's don't almost know. like we're individual people. With yeah, individual with taste. our own opinions <laughs> and emotions. Overall, I think I think it's great. I think this like new kind of mode that we're entering into where video games are realizing that they can learn a lot from movies in mm. terms of how you pitch your games to like wider audiences. Yeah. We're getting a lot more cinematic trailers. Yeah. You know, we're getting uh, little like glimpses. If you look at like what Rockstar's doing with Red Dead, for example, yeah. big announcement weeks. And that's something that a film would do, you know, like say there's gonna be a trailer dropping on this date yeah. or drop a piece of artwork, you know? Yeah. And I think if you're into the games and you're into like this industry, that's a really exciting thing for, for you to consume. Yeah. And as long as, you know, it's, it's also if you're not into that game, you don't have to watch it. You don't have to pay attention yeah. to it. Yeah, I, I think hype is a great thing. What what game are you excited for that you don't hear much buzz about? <laughs> uh, Just Dance 2017. It's I mean, going to be fair It's going to be a great game, and I'm only <laughs> half being facetious. Yeah, I, know, there. I was going to say you're being legit. I remember <laughs> when we were talking about that. You said something about Just Dance, and people were just like dismissing your opinion on it. But oh, you're absolutely. Like, I loved Just Dance when I was like, not me. That's what you were saying. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, but Absolutely, because Just Dance is classic. Well, you know, we don't talk about as a games industry, the stupid party games yeah. and the kind of, and I think that's very much looked down upon because it's a casual game. For it, filthy it casuals, that's filthy, why scrubs or shit munchers. Do you know what else is like that? People seem to, I've seen a lot of people dismissing one, two switch as well. Yeah. I think that game is going to be good fun to have with your family and your friends around like yeah. a group of people. And there seems to be a lot of people just dismissing it as like shovelware, like Nintendo but, like, crap. That's the thing. It's, it's it's the whole question that's raged for years on what is a gamer? Who can call themselves a gamer? Oh, and the classic thing of you can only call yourself a gamer if you play X type of game. If yeah. you play Dark Souls and Neo and you're like the no. first person shooters and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like, I think- You basically it, just describe Rory. You know, like, <laughs> but, that, but that absolutely is you a You have gamer. a neck beard and drink <laughs> Monster and- absolutely, like absolutely. You can be a gamer who plays more casual games yeah. you know you play your mobile games on top and like it's just uh, gamer is just the verb form of to game yeah. Like, yeah. or the noun and like you just I don't know I I'm excited for other games that people aren't necessarily excited for yeah. for different reasons I think that's it hype is good yeah. hype is usually good alright well that's the last piece of feedback thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the IGN UK podcast and we'll see you again next week Bye-bye. bye 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.